Good morning, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key this morning. We will get to Dak Prescott. We will get to the Cowboys. We will get to something you got to hear. If you haven't had your coffee yet this morning, this speech by Mike McCarthy to open up their training camp. You heard it on Hard Knocks last night on HBO Max. Uh, you need to hear it. It will have you, I want to run through a brick wall. Want to run through a brick wall, and Key's going to make fun of me. I don't care. I'm a regular person, and it, to me, it'll fire you up. So that's coming. But first, the other team in Texas that there are not great expectations for, that would be the Houston Texans. The expectations really surrounding them, Key, is surrounding when, not if, but when Deshaun Watson will get traded, will move on. When is it going to happen? Sure, he's in uniform. Yes, he has been out on the field at times. But John McClain, who covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle and does a great job, he was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons last night, and he explained why we're seeing Deshaun Watson out on the practice field. Well, first of all, Watson will never play again for the Texans. I've been saying that for months, broadcasting, tweeting, and he won't. But he, he had to show up to not be fined 50000 a day. So he's fulfilling his contract. First week he came to practice, threw a few passes, stood around, then went in, went to the team meetings. Second week he told him he had a calf and ankle injury, so he got treatment, went to meetings, came out this week, stayed out for five sessions when the cameras and videos were on. Then when you have to turn those off, he left the field. Sounded like to me they're trying to get him out there and show other teams that he's throwing the ball around. He's not hurt. He's still accurate. But the problem is nobody's making him any offers. So the idea is, is like, just put him out there, let him be seen, but they're not serious about him doing anything, taking reps, or he's obviously not going to travel. He's not going to play in the preseason. But it's sort of just show pony. Yeah. I mean, and then else, when the season what else starts, are they supposed to do, though? oh, oh, I got a hamstring issue. But what else are they supposed to do? You're not going to play him. You know that he doesn't want to be there. Right. He's got. He's got. He other... doesn't want to pay a fine, so he's showing up. Absolutely, and and that is the way they should do it as an organization. They're finally doing something right. Mm, okay. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, you see, guys that are not in his situation, but they have contract issues going on. They're not practicing. Right. Whether it's T.J. Watt or whether mm-hmm. it's Jamal Adams or. Dwayne Brown or any of these guys that are sitting out until they get their contracts like done. Gilmore, right. And, and so there's nothing wrong with Deshaun just being a show pony for now. Okay. So that's that. So, of course, you say they're finally doing the right thing. The next right thing for them to do is to get as much value as they can for a guy who, obviously, with all the trouble he's got going on off the field, not nearly as valuable as he might be because we forget he is a top five quarterback in the league, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he is a guy that changes your franchise if you trade for him. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that comes with that off the field. McLean went on to talk with Freddie and Fitzsimmons about a timeline of when Deshaun Watson could be traded. And if you're a Giants fan, you might want to listen. The best time to trade him would be after this season when teams see their quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams that couldn't need quarterbacks in the offseason. Miami, the Giants, the Lions, Washington football team, Denver, uh Carolina, you know, there's no shortage of teams that would be interested in Watson, just as there was no shortage of teams that were interested in them before the draft. And right when they were about to start opening up the talks, boom, they start getting hit with this record number 
of civil suits. And so that's why I don't know if they're going to want to wait that long because he wants out. They want to trade him. But I can't imagine that Casario would have a fire sale and just give him away. Think about that for a minute. He mentions Miami. We knew the Dolphins have had interest from the very beginning. We'll see how Tua does this year. They are kind of happy with him so far in training camp. He mentions Detroit, interesting. Jerry Goff, right? Carolina seems like an obvious other place that could be. Denver, we've already talked about how they certainly are going to be looking for a quarterback. Vegas, even Green Bay, you know, like teams like that, if you're going to wait to the end of the season. But the giant one to me really catches my attention because this is a big, you know, important year for Daniel Jones. And if he does not show out to be the guy they're hoping him to be, then maybe that's a move they make. But key, should they wait? Should they hold on to him this whole season? Because at the end of the year, you'll have a lot more teams that would be willing to make a move rather than in season where you're not going to have that knowing that he might not be able to play, and he's got all the off-the-field baggage that still has to be tended to and taken care of before he even thinks you, about you getting should. back on the field. You should. I mean, because of the off-the-field issues that he's dealing with right now, you're not going to get the maximum value because he won't even be able to when, – when can he play for We don't you? know. Yeah. Like, like we haven't heard so, any of that stuff so yet. So nobody's giving you any real offer. Right. So, yeah, you just sit tight, wait till the end of the season – and now those teams that are evaluating quarterbacks for the 2022 draft throw him into the mix as, if, as they evaluate those quarterbacks in the compensation that Houston will be looking for. I think, one, Houston, Houston will get maximum value, and those teams will have an opportunity to gauge Deshaun Watson versus whoever's coming out in the draft. I think it's a, I think it's a smart play on Houston to wait because right now no team is going to give you – like if I'm a team, for mm-hmm. instance, if I'm Philly, the, the Eagles, Philly, if I'm or if I'm Philadelphia, yeah, I got a second round pick for you. Do you want it? I'll give you a second round pick. I'll burn a two. You want that? Mm. I may burn a two and a four. Do you want that? Because I'm not giving you a one, and you can't help me at all this year. And then I don't know what next year might look like because right. this thing may carry. Into something else. Yeah, it's it's suddenly. So, but I can. I'll give you a two, and a four, to get that name to put on the shelf. It's almost like many years ago when the Houston uh, Texans drafted Drew Henson and he went to baseball, but mm-hmm. they had his rights, and then mm-hmm. eventually they traded his rights to the Dallas Cowboys. It's almost like that. I want Deshaun's rights. I'll give you a second and a fourth round pick to get those rights and hold on to them until everything else clears up. But I'm not giving you a first-round pick with all this mud. Is there a team that should be aggressive? Is there a team that said, yeah, you know absolutely. what? Absolutely. Everybody. Got two, I got two firsts. I'll give you one of them. Ooh, man. I don't know. Because I don't know the outcome. Like, let's assume it's not that's cleared a, up. That's called a gamble, though, because I want to get ahead of the game. I don't want to wait till but I ain't the really, market's I, flooded. I don't know that I'm ready to gamble on a, with a one. I'm probably not going to gamble with a one. Yeah. I'll gamble with a two and a four. This guy's in his prime. I, I can't because I don't know what's going to happen. Well, eventually, something's got to get figured out. I need to win now, not 10 years from now. Well, it's not going to be 10 years from now. I don't need to win four years. I need, to, I need my quarterback 
to help you me understand. today. He's not going to play for the Texans, which means he's going to eventually. I get we're going to get to week one. They'll come up with an injury, and he'll be on I the get, injured list. I get whatever they, whatever, however if they you trade him for down, him, even if he can't play, he's at least in your Allen, in your place. I can't he's learning up, your system. I can't give up a first round pick though, because it's too much uncertainty on his future and when he can play. There's also uncertainty in a first round pick. You don't yeah. know what you're getting with that either. At but least if, I know it's certain this guy, when I'm he giving, is playing, but if he's giving, one of the best in the league. But if I'm giving you a first-round pick, and that first-round pick turns into a top-five pick, now what? I just gave a top-five pick away. Well, if you're the Eagles, you know you're not going to be very good. That could be a top-five pick, right? Like, if you're the Eagles, that's a dangerous pick to give up. Why would I give that up? I know, right? I'm not giving you a top-five pick for a guy that may not play till October of 2022. Yeah, very possible. Yeah, until all this stuff is and settled. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts turns into something different. Now I got to move Hurts. It's just too much uncertainty. But I'll give you a two. You want a second-round pick. Now, out of these teams, again, we mentioned Philly. You know, that's been a rumored team. Miami, been a rumored team. Carolina, Denver, again, all those teams, fine. The Giants are an interesting team for him on many levels. Many levels. Because you don't know about Daniel Jones. They have a lot of weapons. There's a high expectation when it comes to playing in New York. He's a guy that before all this, there was a thought that he wanted to be in a bigger market to get more shine, more attention, everything else. He didn't like what was going on with the Texans. And there was a thought he'd be a guy that if you're the NFL, before, before all this stuff that happened with him off the field, he had a pretty sterling reputation. That's changed now dramatically, of course. But still, someone like him in the New York market be interesting. But we know the Giants have had this sort of history of avoiding things like this, even though there is a Lawrence Taylor in their history and some others. But would the Giants be one of the better fits in your mind for a Deshaun Watson? At the end of the season. End of the season, you're not completely convinced. Daniel Jones, your guy, and you certainly don't want to start thinking about an extension off of whatever he does this year. I, I, absolutely, he would be a better – he's a better fit for the team than Daniel Jones. Well, I'm There's talking no about, in, about in comparison, not, not for the Giants. I mean, like when you think about the options that will be out there, the different. I just I'm mentioned sure that, that would you know, be Dolphins, option. Eagles. Would the Giants just be something you're like? I kind of like to see that more yeah, than any yeah, other. Yeah, but option. I don't know that the Giants as an organization w- would be willing to deal with the fallout that may come. Oh yeah, with and they've Deshaun had some Watson. issues lately. They've had the, they had the kicker. They had the um, the kid they drafted in the first round that got Baker. into trouble. Right, they had him. So they've had they've been dealing with some stuff already. So are they willing to take a chance on the fallout mm-hmm. that could potentially come from it? Whether whether you are guilty, not guilty, whatever a form of public opinion does matter in certain places, in certain things, in certain you know, it, yeah. And so, as an organization, are they willing to deal with that? The Philadelphia Eagles have dealt with. Yes. Giving guys second Michael chances Vick. with no question at all. And, and, and they understand what people picketing outside the, the building and the organization in front of the stadium. They get all that. But is Steve Tisch and that company and group willing to deal with that? Yeah. John Mara. John you know, Mara. The Mara Steve family Tisch, has they not will, really been yeah. one to want to, you know, obviously go that direction. But obviously Tish is the guy that's a little more. Uh, say in the matter because he's really more because as a guy player as a player it's a no-brainer yeah as a player right it's yeah. just it's just everything else that comes with what you have to now 
addressed to the public. I just think it's a big it, – it also adds to the story about Daniel Jones, how important this year is for him. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So Hard Knocks debuted last night for this season. The Dallas Cowboys are the feature team. Hard Knocks Dallas Cowboys streaming on HBO Max. And we saw updates on Dak Prescott. We saw the whole story about him and the injury. That's obviously a big part of their story this year is the injury and him coming back from it, the contract, everything else, and the expectations for what the Dallas Cowboys can be. And that leads me to... I, I would think the first of what you normally are expecting with Hard Knocks, you know, those moments, those raw moments behind the scenes that we get to see that, you know, are ones we're all going to talk about. Well, this speech by Mike McCarthy is one to me that is worth talking about. You've probably heard these speeches many times before or at least a handful of times in your career when you were on teams that had those high expectations. <laughs> handful. But I would – I feel like these are the ones that really, you know, get me fired up. Let's listen to it. So here's Mike McCarthy addressing his team. And this is from HBO Sports, NFL Films, Hard Knocks, Dallas Cowboys. This is about winning. It's about winning the world championship, period. Period, because that's all matters. Going to playoffs ain't good enough. Having a winning season, not good enough. Getting at a championship game, not good enough. Okay? Because it takes everybody and you may be tired of hearing this. I've been part of one championship team. I've stood in front of one championship team. It took 77 men to win a world championship. And that's just the way this thing goes. And once you hold that trophy up, I'm going to tell you right now, it's heavier than you think it is. Let me tell you something, man. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. You hear something like that, he's all fired up. Like, I'm ready. Super Bowl or bust, let's go. I'm in. That come on, no, that didn't move you. So that's how you'd be sitting. What time? If you is, were in, if you what were time in, is stretch and walk through, man? <laughs> that's just, come on. So you're telling me a, a speech like? How, by the way, have you have you heard those? Have you had those? Do you remember one where a coach just did the fire and brimstone to start off training camp? Oh, we you got know, crickets now. Coaches that did Parcells give one of those? No, never. No. No, Bill didn't. That wasn't Bill's deal. That wasn't Bill's deal. That wasn't Dungy's deal. No. You know, Coach Fox didn't do that. Gruden? Gruden did that. <laughs> yeah. John, that's John's deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's John's deal. And you, so you, that's what you did. You, you'd sit back and just kind of like, when, when, when do we? When, do when we are you deal? done so we can go to walkthrough? Because that's not going, that's That doesn't not, move you. It's not getting ready to get us a championship. I Man. understand what Coach is doing. He's also playing to the cameras. It's hard knocks. I get it. But that just doesn't – you've been playing for a long time, man. It might get to the little guy fresh out of college or something like that, first year, second year player. Veteran dudes ain't – it's cool, but we ain't – that no. ain't – no. No. You work with Bart. Ask Bart next time you talk to him. It's just not going to – Rex, and he was on hard knocks. You remember that? That, that, doesn't, that was one of the most memorable ones. doesn't – do anything he said, for let's go me. get a cookie. Remember that? <laughs> it just doesn't do anything let's for go you. Get a snack. you we're, we're trying to win games. 
the, all the chatter and everything doesn't doesn't do anything. I need Dak Prescott to play well. I need yep. all my offensive linemen to stay healthy. I need my young defensive players to go get it. That that's what it will help us win a championship. Telling me about how heavy a trophy is, that's cool and all. But if we don't take care of business throughout the season, ain't gonna be no damn trophy to even hold up. All right, so that flat line, I guess. But let's go with <laughs> it what, did with me. With you, yeah, with me, I was like, man, like I'm ready. But if let's just go within the context. <laughs> let's go. Look, it t- doesn't take much. All right, get me excited these days. What, look, the context though of what he's saying. It's they, Super they Bowl, are, not championship game, yeah. not playoff. Yeah, it's Super it's Bowl. Bus. Super Bowl. We have to win it. That's he's setting that bar. Is it too high to set a bar for the no, Dallas Cowboys? No, not at all. They they are they have a championship roster right now, like. Who has a better roster than them in the National Football League? Well, there's several teams. Who? Who? Kansas City. But Tampa, how, though? Buffalo. How? How does Kansas City have a better roster than them? Yeah, they have may have a few better players here or there. But overall. Offensively, off, they overall, match up offensively with overall, a lot of teams because they of their still, weapons. You can swap guys overall. Come on, their defense. There's a lot of question marks on that side there's, of the ball. There's still question marks on Kansas City's side of the defensive ball, too. Yeah, but that there's defense has be, gotten them to a Super Bowl the, in back-to-back seasons. The, and this is why the Cowboys have switched up on their defense and went on got Dan Quinn. When you can start, when you start as a whole, picking a player here, the moving Rams, a player there, Rams you start moving – I don't. They got better. They got better individual, a handful of better individual players. But when you look at it as a whole, yes, Patrick Mahomes is a is better than that Prescott because he's shown us that. Mm-hmm. But if that Prescott got switched out for Patrick Mahomes, you're not screaming and hollering and kicking. Is what I'm saying. You, it's almost like okay, we don't have Patrick Mahomes, but we do got that Prescott. So when you look at it, it's like the rosters aren't so far apart that you would be screaming. They have a championship roster, and they have two coaches that have been in Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. One won them, one won, and one lost. Mm-hmm. One is a defensive coordinator, and the other essentially is the offensive coordinator, and Mike McCarthy, even though he's not calling the plays. So he's right. They are a Super Bowl contending team, and it's a Super Bowl bust for them because that's why they spend the money. You spend the money, you pay all those players so that you can be in the Super Bowl. Teams don't pay players to sit at home in January. That's just not what happens. You don't give the type of contract you give to that Prescott right. and Amari Cooper and the rest of those guys to be at home in January. Health is the biggest concern. Obviously, for Dak, you watch that the offensive line. You're watching that. You want to make sure those guys now can finally stay healthy again because when they are healthy, that's one of the best offensive lines in football. I mean, it is one been. of the best offensive lines in football. Like, you know, you look at it, you say, well, Zeke and Pollard. Those are two of the best backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Just because Zeke had a down year. Well, he had a down year because they had no line. He had a down year because they had an o, no O-line. He fumbled a bunch. But that's not going to continue for him. It's not all of a sudden because if it does, then that means he's shot, mm-hmm. he's done, and he should go home. But I don't believe that you're going to see the same issues with Zeke as you saw a year ago. Now, with Dak, um, Todd Archer uh, gave us the latest on him. He, he threw about 30 passes. Ooh. He and Amari Cooper went through a series of two-minute drill work over a 15- to 20-minute span. Uh, it's the most work that we've seen him done in front of the media, at least, uh, since late July. 
Um, he threw uh, left, right, all that stuff. Everything's sh- you know short. I know, you know, it's all the stuff that that Todd's telling us. Um, left, right, short. So here's here's Todd talking about how Dak is now starting to ramp things up. This is from Sports Center. What started as light throwing on Saturday turned to about 30 passes to Amari Cooper on Tuesday and could lead to more on Wednesday, although not a full practice. Prescott went through game situations, calling plays at the line of scrimmage, making adjustments, and if the velocity wasn't 100%, well, it wasn't exactly slow-pitch softball either. He really tested that lat strain that has kept him out for two weeks, throwing to both sides, and he showed no ill effects on what we can call mostly short to intermediate passes. Prescott won't play Friday at Arizona, but the hope remains that at least get some preseason work in before the Cowboys play Tampa. So what do you think? I mean, you know, they've got to obviously – he's got to get reps just because of the time time that he's missed, right? But should be pretty – He doesn't have to get him. No? No, he doesn't have to get him. No, he doesn't have to get him. Okay. He could get plenty of reps. This is what I would do if I was a coach. Right. I'd probably give him – the two-minute drill at one of the preseason games because I need him to – I need live two-minute. Right. Um, I may start him a series or two and get him out real quick and then give him a two-minute at another game. So, let's mm-hmm. say the second game, I'd probably give him a couple of series, maybe the first two series, drive, see what we could do, ten plays, you're out. Yeah. Next game, start whoever the backups are, whatever – if we get the ball back and we're in a two-minute situation, I want him to go in for two-minute because I want to see the live two-minute right before the season starts. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Okay. Keyshawn J. Wills has been presented by Progressive Insurance. So coming up, the Cowboys, they're not the only team with championship or bus expectations in Dallas. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yes. Five years, $207 million. He signed it yesterday in his home country of Slovenia. What a day it was for Luka Doncic. What a day it was for the Dallas Mavericks. And key, a very interesting day for the NBA when you just think about it going forward. Not necessarily for right now. We know LeBron James still in the league. Kevin Durant. Is Steph Curry, you've got these guys that are already going to be the faces of the league right now. LeBron's still always being the face, but Luka, it just feels like the respect he's gotten already from his peers, and not just his peers, but the guys who are older than him, the guys in their 30s who see him as a 22-year-old and what he can do. First team All-NBA twice in his first three seasons. That's why he was able to get the Supermax off his rookie. He was the first to do it. 
But when we think about what the league will look like at the end of this deal, the five-year deal, when he's up for another $200-plus million or who knows how much, <laughs> will he be the face of the league by then? Or does he need a rival sort of like the Magic Bird thing to make it more interesting? I think he needs a championship. First, needs a championship. you got to have a championship. When you talk about, to, to me, mm-hmm. faces of the league, all those guys, championship guys. See, Magic won the championship his rookie year, so it allowed the, 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 the synergy for Larry Bird and him. Plus, well, and he they came, met in the national they, championship And I was going to say, and college. when you go back to college, right. they met in the national championship in college. So it's kind of like championship started there, then Magic gets the championship as a rookie, and then all of a sudden it's become this big-time rivalry. I think that's what has to happen. Can Luka – I mean, Luka can win a championship. Can he do it in Dallas? Yeah, he can win a championship. Dirk won one in Dallas. but one. But it's harder, I believe, in Dallas than it is in some of these other places if Luka was in New York and he played for the Knicks for whatever reason, or Brooklyn, or L.A., or, or Boston – or maybe Miami, just so, it just for whatever reason, even though Dallas is a metropolitan city and it has all sorts of attractions and things of that nature, it seems to me, unless I'm wrong, they've struggled to lure big-time free agents when they had the opportunities to. They flirted with them. They've even got given them preliminary deals, so to speak, and then they – DeAndre Jordan you're talking DeAndre about. DeAndre Jordan, and then all of a sudden <laughs> – who happens to be from around the corner? Right. Who decided to well, say Texas ah, you know is what? a hotbed for? I mean, but Houston, the NBA, there's a lot of guys. But from Houston Texas. is different. Houston, they they run to. Yeah. They'll go to Houston, but it's like they won't go to Dallas. The wings are good. I was told. The wings are good, the and the clubs are, really are good, good, and the people is different. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Luca seemed to be, like you said, the the players in the NBA seem to. Like him, and like I always go with the you know talent recognizes talent. Yeah, don't, don't you see that? That but that he's cool he's though, already... though. But he's cool. Like I don't even know him. I just yeah. watch him play basketball. I've never seen him play in person. Mm-hmm. But I mess with him. Like I like that's the dude that I would go pay and see play. All right, with that in mind, so we have on 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 Twitter at KeyJNZ. We have a poll going going on right now that you can be part of, and the question is a very simple one: If you could go watch one game, just one game in your city, so whoever your team is, doesn't matter. We know you love your team, but the point is this. If it's just one game you can go to, we're going to give you – which visiting player are you saying, no, I'm going to that game. I want to see that guy, right? So the choices are Luca, obviously, Trey Young, Devin Booker, and then we'll leave the fourth one as an other because a write-in because Zion or maybe another player you could think of should be that fourth guy. For you, would it be Luca? Luca Trey Young. I remember a couple years ago, uh, Giannis came to, to L.A., the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, you know, Lakers, we were down. It was not a good team or whatever. But Giannis was coming to town. Yeah. And my kids was like, oh, my son was like, Giannis, oh, you playing? He's a, so I was like, well, I guess I'll go take him just because. I wasn't even paying attention to the game. And Giannis was in town. Big time, MVP, the whole thing. Yeah. I just was kind of like. But if Trey Young was rolling in, I'm like a Steph Curry, you might want to watch a Luka. It. I want to watch that, and it's just you know certain guys moving the needle for me, and others don't. Right? I just it's called box no, office. No matter no matter how productive somebody is, 
in how the media may portray them or make them bigger than life, it's got to move me. Yeah, of course. Got to make me want to go to watch them play. Part of sports, it's part, part of being a fan it's is gr- being inspired. As great as Kyrie is, right? Like, I wouldn't go see Kyrie, but KD, I'm going to see KD. Yeah, Kyrie is more if you're a hoop head, like you love watching him because of just how he plays. Like he's just this he's a wizard with yes, the basketball. Yes, and there's something mesmerizing yes. about it. But you'd have to be like for you, football, you probably would want to watch somebody that I would be like, I don't even know who that is, but you say, Oh, but you have to see the special nuances about him that 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 get you, you know, that that inspire you. But this is a little different. Like to me, you're gonna pay somebody two hundred million dollars. And, yeah. and Trey got what did he get one one seven whatever it was yeah. just, it, same right. <laughs> it was close right it was close so these are guys that when you pay them you're paying them for the expectations of I'm going to get this money back because my franchise is now going to win it's the value elevated. the value of the franchise you're going to give me value because we have a chance to win a championship which is obviously is big value a chance to play a lot on national TV right ESPN is going to have a ton of Luka Doncic we already have now we're going to have more because it's a big star and if you're if you're the Mavericks that's great our brand is always on a national stage. So that's what you're doing. That's why you're doing it. But it's also that box office appeal. I'm already selling out 41 games in Dallas, right? If I'm Mark Cuban, I've already got to sell out every night because of this guy. But if you're the NBA, you're thinking, you know, certain, certain markets where you just don't get the same buzz, when he comes in, that's when I know we're going to have a good night at the box office. So that's what it is. When It doesn't mean he's – there's players that we're going to say is not box office – no, he. It doesn't he mean they're is. not good players, but some guys are and some guys aren't. I think I think he is box office, especially because of what he has done lately in his style of play. So we haven't seen a guy this size do some of the things that he's capable of doing. Yeah, and so you look at that, and that's special. That's special as as can be in terms of the rivalry part of things and being the face of the NBA, like the face, like like. The face I don't to think me he could be by himself, but I do LeBron, think a rivalry would be great. Is a LeBron, yeah. a MJ, a Kobe. Those, those guys were just – it was just different. different. It was just a different – La- even Larry Bird, even though he shared it with Magic because that was when the height or, – or that's when they found – the NBA found television. Yes. And, and so they kind of put that together and made that. But I believe if it was just Larry Bird, he could have still carried it because he was in Boston. And that matters because Boston is a organization that resonates across the country in basketball for sure. The Celtics is iconic mm-hmm. from however many championships yeah, and banners and Bill name. Russell. It's a brand name. And so I don't think the Mavericks are a brand name, so I don't know that Luka himself could be the face of the NBA and carry that. Where a guy like LeBron, because of what he's been able to do, he came in young, hot, took his team right to a championship, even though he didn't win. Then all of a sudden, he goes to Miami, he wins a couple, he goes to three, then he moves back to Cleveland, wins one, and he goes to L.A. and wins one. It's just a different yes. – it's just different. Yeah, no, no, there's, there's no doubt about it. And like, like Along I said, with – I think it would be fun to see a rivalry. We haven't had one of those. Uh, two players that just are the top of their games, the top of the league, and they have a rivalry. And, you know, some people thought I mean, Trey, Trey Young – Trey Young, Trey Young would – I guess Trey yeah. Young can be that – I guess Trey Young could be that because they're the same draft class. Right. Well, in the NFL, by the way, some good news, finally, for the Colts in training camp. Uh, The Colts have signed GM Chris Ballard and head coach Frank Reich to contract extensions for each of them through the 2026 season. That is from 
ESPN's Chris Mortensen. So good for those guys that are in charge of that organization. Now they just got to get healthy at two key positions. Speaking of GMs, our GM is going to join us for a game of back in the front office. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. Keyshawn J. Will Zuma presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key. Just so you know, Paul Feinbaum did text me, and he spelled my name out, all caps, making it clear now he does know my name, and that's good. Now, hopefully, by now, with all the times that he's been on with us, Mike Tannenbaum knows who I am, because that would mean a lot to me, Mike. Mike joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning. Who's that with Keyshawn? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I'm surprised you recognize Key. He's been, he's been off forever. Uh, here you go. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, that's the fired. end of Alan Hahn. We've, we've actually been off the same amount of time. <laughs> Mike, um, let's play a little game here with you. As we're, we're going to put you back in the back in the front office. We're going to put you back in the GM seat. Go around the league to some situations that, you know, uh, you can decide what you would do in these situations for these different GMs. So let's start in, in Tampa where Bruce Arian said on Monday that – you know, when it comes to his starters, his he plans on playing them. He wants them to play in the preseason. He wants to get them work. Sounds like it includes Tom Brady. And he said, we'll see how it goes. It's normally a drive or two. It won't be many. But he hasn't been happy. He's been complaining about what his offense has looked like. So if you're Jason Light, what's your reaction to what Arian said about how he wants to play the starters in the first preseason game? Yeah, if Tom Brady is playing, here's the plays you could run screens draws (laughs) you could throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage and that's it so what are we doing here it's tom brady we gotta get him ready we open up the season four weeks from uh tomorrow against dallas and we're not gonna put him in harm's way in the preseason that's non-negotiable look i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem with any of the starters super bowl champions playing not an extended period of time a couple snaps here there maybe you want to see something a few plays that you dial up but Mike is right in terms of keeping your quarterback straight, upright. You don't necessarily need seven-step drop play action where he's turning his back. A screen here, screen there, get the ball out quick. That's it. A drive, maybe two. They're looking to see if they can repeat as champions, and he wants to make sure his guys are ready to go in what's going to be a longer season this year. All right, let's go to Green Bay as we continue to play with Mike Tannenbaum back in the front office with Mike. So it's the summer of love in Green Bay, as you know, Mike, and that, of course, is Aaron Rodgers trying to fall back in love with the Packers, but it's also Jordan Love 
So if you're Brian Gutekunst, what do you need to see from Jordan Love in the preseason? You know, you kind of know it when you see it, Alan. And ironically, a decade ago when we traded for Brett Favre, it was because they felt really good about having Aaron Rodgers ready to go. He just has to go run the offense. He has a lot of talent. He was actually better his junior year at Utah State than his senior year, but there's a lot of ability there. Go run the offense. And as Coach Parcells would say, Alan, just get your team in the end zone, and we'll know it when we see it. But make no mistake about it, these are playoff games for Jordan Love. This will really impact the narrative of the offseason in terms of the strategy for the Packers. Get his, you know, get, like Mike is saying, get the offense going. But I also want to see, can you get your team in and out of the huddle? Can you do things? Can you check out his bad plays and in the good ones? The environment, the noise, all of the different things. Are you going to look spooked? Because I got a decision to make as a backup. I don't care about the future. I need to see, can you back Aaron Rodgers up just in case something happens? Because in the past, Aaron Rodgers has certainly missed time due to injury. And we saw saw those other quarterbacks in Brett Huntley and Kaiser in the past. Yeah, and and Mike, you should see the face that he made when I asked him, well, what about Blake Bortles as a backup? So we move on (laughs) to the city of brotherly love, to Philadelphia. So, Mike, you're Howie Roseman now. What has to happen this preseason to advance the cause on trying to make a trade for Deshaun Watson? This one's complicated because, again, we don't know Deshaun Watson's eligibility. And, again, there is a pending criminal matter. So until that gets resolved, there's really not a ton to do except really monitor the situation. And, again, guys, if we go back to 2010, Ben Roethlisberger was suspended six games by Roger Goodell for violation of the personal conduct policy, even though there was no criminal Um, complaint that actually went through. So we got to remember that the criminal standard is even higher than the personal conduct policy. So in my opinion, it would be very hard to trade for a player that we just don't know about their eligibility for this season. The only way I'm trading for Deshaun Watson is if I can steal him. If I can offer up something that really, for me, don't think about the first round pick. Think about something that says you just want to get him out of the building and get him off your team. But that Houston's probably not going to do that because they can hold on to him to the end of the year and maximize that value come draft time. But if they're looking to just deal him, I got a second round pick for you. I got a second. I may even got a fifth or fourth to go with that. Yeah, it's obviously, again, with everything pending with him off the field, it is something that a lot of teams probably have to hesitate, no doubt about it. Um, All right, to the mile high. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, you are now George Payton. Would you give up, and this is something Keith suggested earlier this week, would you give up a first-round pick for Jimmy G right now? I think I would because when you look at that defense – it's really good. They have pressure players, obviously, assuming that, you know, Von Miller comes back. And Jimmy G, you know, there's so much been said about him, but he is a winning quarterback, 24-8 and eight, as the star with San Francisco. And he is so much better than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Now, look, he's on the conversation with Justin Herbert and certainly not Patrick Mahomes, but it puts him into the conversation of Denver could be a playoff team this year with Jimmy G. So I agree with Key. This is a good idea. There's, you know, if, if Kyle Shanahan really feels that strong about Trey Lance, Mike, why not, if you are the Denver Broncos, pick up the phone and say, hey, you don't seem to be all that interested in Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. We got a first-round pick for you. Because in the end, yeah, hey. Vic Fangio's job, I would think, is on the line in Denver. 
Yeah, I, I agree, Kate. Take that a step further. If you're in Denver, you're sitting there saying, like, we don't know what we have with these two guys. If we look next year, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, and again, certain guys may step up, mm-hmm. but Jimmy G is probably going to be better than any of those guys coming out. So you're probably spending a one next year anyway on a quarterback. So I think this makes a lot of sense. And again, I think it puts Denver into the conversation as a playoff team this year. All right, really quick here uh, with the Giants. You're Dave Gettleman right now, Mike. Bigger priority, Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley? I think it's Daniel Jones just because they put so many weapons around him, Alan. And if he plays well, they are really set up for the next 10 years. I love Saquon Barkley. I expect him to come back from the ACL. But let's face it, it all begins and ends with the quarterback. All right, Mike. We'll let you out of the front office for now. Appreciate the time. Coming up next, we'll stay in New York. Why I'm concerned about Zach Wilson. Yes, already. Yes. A little helicopter parenting going on in Florham Park. Don't like him. We got to talk about it.